strength It's the sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super. Everyone was finding an angry man that they could fix. Around the house. On the lawn. Get you a violent physical creature that you can change with your love. Can you change him? Find out this week on Falling Out Super. Oh, you heard it first. We're out here to fix the men. Because you know what, sis? If you just put enough time, it's going to work out. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super! Super! Wow, waiting on the platform women. I'm your host, Katie Rose Leon. Uh, with me as always, lifetime pet project of mine. He's doing so good at buying clothes at Uniqlo. It's Big Al Alex Patak. I have a hoodie I can fit my whole body in. And this week we're joined by special guest, legendary comedian George Severus from the Stradio Lab podcast. Welcome to the show, George. What is up? What the fuck is up, everybody? What the fuck <laughs> is up? When we thought we were recording, but we weren't recording, we were talking about George's grandma and how she she's <laughs> like trying to appropriate part of World War Two. Well, I was just saying, like, my grandma's school was destroyed by Nazis, but that's like, but we're not Jewish, and she was not <laughs> persecuted. She just happened to be attending a school that was destroyed by Nazis, and I was just trying to make that clarification. It's kind of. Oh, no, I can't make that. Oh, no. Nope. That joke's being rolled back now. <laughs> I was going to I was going to say it's like when the businesses during the protests, like the Fendi store was like, who would disgrace right. the Fendi store? But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to call BLM <laughs> Black Lives Matter movement the same thing as fascist because that's not right. Right. That's yeah, it's a slippery. I'm just like really out to get canceled today, Alex. Can you make that happen for me? Because I'm busy. Well, it's 4.45. What have you gotten around to so far? Um, well, I... Uh, you were uh, de- defending Doja Cat's team. That was the last oh, thing I've yeah, seen on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I was, I was defending Doja Cat and... Uh, oh, I love Doja Cat. I know. She's we a problematic fan. And we're all going down. <laughs> Can I say something? I The number of times I've had it explained to me why she's bad, and I always forget within 30 minutes, and then the next day I'm like, you know who I love? That Doja Cat. And then someone explains <laughs> to me once again why I'm, why she's probably... I once again could not tell you what she did. But I, do, I watched half the Grammys last night, and I was just talking to someone about this. Truly every performer was dead behind the eyes, except for Doja Cat. Yeah, people were real like... I mean, I get it. Like a Zoom Grammys is not an ideal it's tough. situation, and it's no one's fault. They shouldn't be holding the Grammys. First of all, <laughs> yeah. it's nobody's fault. We're not blaming anybody for how the Grammys had to happen. I need to know about the Grammys so I know what to expect for my family for the next six months in terms of like questioning and right. pop culture references. It's like nice to get caught up. I mean, I really don't know so many of the artists. Um, that were honored <laughs> which is weird because we're all so young right well oh, i am yeah. 21 
but I also maybe I'm like not old enough to have heard of some of them yet. I'm an emancipated yeah. teenager. That's why I'm living. Like <laughs> yes. <Yeah. this. laughs> Just to even zoom this conversation out a little bit, the Grammys are the award show that happened last night. Yes. Like I was, I wasn't. You know, how if you don't go Alex. online for a few days and then you look in, you're like, it feels like I missed so much, but also nothing at all. No. Yes, that is exact. Yeah, I know. It's um. You try to catch up with it, and then you spend like three hours catching up, but just to then be like, "Oh, got it. I don't oh, care." Like, du- it, uh, right? Dua Lipa was serving looks. Right. Yeah. Dua, it, yeah. It was what you said, and I just I didn't need to look into this. Du- at in all. fact, Dua Lipa was serving looks, and I could have just took taken your word on that, and not <laughs> yeah. and not in fact so- sought it out I, for myself. You know, the Grammys are best enjoyed as a next day slideshow, but I will say, you know, while they're no longer relevant at all. I was there live for the most relevant Grammys moment of all time, which is when one Marshall Mathers reached across the aisle to the gay community, our idol, Elton John, and did a you duet. Love him. Yeah, wow. we love him. And, I was uh, gonna I was I thought I, you were maybe talking about Kanye and Taylor. No, earlier. More important. Okay, wow. <laughs> So you were at the Grammys. You were there for this? I was there. I was there at the Grammys to watch this beautiful moment that fixed homophobia forever in the music industry. You would think so, but then they actually needed that other, they needed Macklemore to perform like with that, who was, was it Queen Latifah that introduced them or something? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Macklemore is Eminem's friend. That's why I have this haircut. I'm celebrating Marshall. Oh my God, it was. It was Queen (laughs) Latifah. God, I'm not even going to click on There's a video that's t- called, it's Macklemore, Mary Lambert, Madonna, and Queen Latifah solve, you know, h- homophobia. I How come Macklemore gets to end about. homophobia? I feel like he it's, shouldn't even be invited to Because when he was moment. young, he thought he was gay, as the lyric goes. Because he was too clean around the house or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's he's, how like this your, <laughs> he's like your grandma. Where he's he, like- Mac, I would say my grandma <laughs> is the Macklemore of her generation and that she had a rap where she was like, when I was young... Nazis destroyed my school and that's why I get the play (laughs) (laughs) and here is my rap about the holocaust I'm a grandma well thank goodness that's over yeah there's an instinct like that it's an idiom that you have to kill the cop in your head if there's an instinct inside of you to police yourself but I don't think there's just that cop in your head there's also an investigator and that investigator comes into play when you see a snapshot of like bad bunny being epic at the grammys and then you spend two hours seeing what that means for you only to find out there was nothing happening right that's like the fbi that's like the fbi (laughs) inspector in your head there are several federal police branches in your head (laughs) and you can't just break them apart one by one it's a whole interwoven institution i mean it's true that all elements of the state are also in your head and one by one you have to go through them the j edgar hoover in there is a nightmare (laughs) truly my god I had to go deep state to realize that I get Dua Lipa and the girl who's saying hot for the summer confused. Uh, Demi Lovato? I get them. I don't know why in my mind they became the same person. Yeah. Because they're clearly not at all. But it was just a pure dyslexia Night moment. and day, Katie. I know. <laughs> no, Sorry. Dua Lipa is... Like, there are three Albanian singers that are confusing, which is Dua Lipa... I mean, of, of Albanian heritage, which is Dua Lipa, Bibi Rexa, and... Rita Ora. Yes. Rita Ora is also in the trifecta of pop singers. I get confused for some reason. Maybe 
It's just because I'm so young. Yeah. <laughs> just like really with it. You only listen to TikTok songs. Yeah. I, I, I haven't learned about Albanians in college yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. Oh, my God. The real thing that blew me away about her is that her birth name is Dua Lipa because that is like an incredibly snappy name to just be given to. I mean, at that point, you have to become a pop star. Yeah. You can't get so many nice sounds in a row. Um, Although if you get like if you have a kid who's like performing by the age of 10, it's not ridiculous to think like, yeah, I had this I had this gestating when we uh, came out with the release. New release. It's a baby. Dropping. <laughs> Hot summer feud. It's this baby. New life just dropped. That would be a fun like theme for a baby shower that it's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> baby ju- it's like the invitations look like they're the invitations to like a fashion event and it's like yeah. baby just dropped. I baby got a collabo dropped. with my wife. Yeah, collab, yeah. <laughs> God. We're going to end homophobia. I feel like we're secreting something horrible into the universe right now. So I'd really like to like roll this back. I would yes. Because okay. I know I'm going to get this invitation now in six months and I'm going to be furious. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, just like your yes. podcast. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> fun. Do you, guys, do you guys know a lot of people who, who be having babies now? Is my cousin just had a baby. I've been trying not to, and Jeremy really ruined that trend for me. Right. Um, Our co-host Jeremy, who is not had a baby, recapped anime because he's been raising a baby. Ooh, interesting. For several months. I well, two comedians act. had babies in the last six months that we know, Alex. Who? Amy Rose and Farrah Brooke. Amy Rose. Oh, had a baby? really? Yeah. I was hoping you'd be like uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah if that was my way of bragging like yeah our friend amy schumer <laughs> i was just talking to her granted she is definitely old enough to be having a baby but it's well so are our friends i mean not to That's call them big, old alex but we are so all are we old enough to be having Ripened. babies which is the frightening reality i, live I could in do it day. at any minute i just choose not to yeah yeah i'm married the state would approve are you married? Yes. Alex is married. I didn't know that. I'm showing you my ring, but my webcam is well, not was on. It, yeah. <laughs> I was not invited to the wedding. Thank you for asking. When was the wedding? <laughs> there were limited spots. I have too many podcast co-hosts. I'm just saying I would have brought a levity and brightness that would make your day extra special, but that's okay. We were missing brightness. Um, It was two years ago, which is kind of crazy. Or no, wait, it was three years ago because we've been inside for a year. Damn. Well, I do have more questions, but I'm sure all of them have been addressed on the pod, so I don't want to. I don't want to have to have you regurgitate everything. It was not Naruto themed. It was what themed? Themed after the boy ninja Naruto. Got it. Got it. Got it. And his misadventures. Great. And that was my only question, actually. So thank you for answering it. Well, that the answer is no. What, what were you, what was everybody up to this weekend besides the Grammys? My wife <laughs> turned one year older, one year wiser. Oh, it was Alyssa's birthday. Oh, nice. Congrats. Yes. Congrats to her. No, oh, wow. So she's report. one of these people that has had two quarantine birthdays. Yes. Bummer Rough. summer. I'm not doing that shit. My yeah, birthday is next month, and I'm going to my local high school. <laughs> <laughs> and hanging with the dogs. 
What? I've gotten younger since this podcast started. Oh, oh cool. Okay. okay, good. Oh, me too. Me too. Goo goo gaga. Oh, I'm just a sexy baby. <laughs> I'm um, actually a really sexy baby. I, uh, so I got the first round of my vaccine recently. Ooh. Uh, not to brag, I have asthma. What? Um, and then thank you for your service. I'm realizing as like the cool young, because I'm so young, uh, polyamorous host of this podcast that like once I get my sex and second vaccination, I'm not gonna have time for any of that anymore. Because <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I can have friends again. I don't need to date anyone. Mm. so that'll be fun that'll be a fun trip for all our our listeners to go through with me wait so you're not gonna you're gonna want to like date less after the pandemic is over no i'm just i'm just saying like i've had time to like nurture close relationships and then instead i'm gonna like want to fuck off and oh sure public that's fair (laughs) that's fair yeah (laughs) When you said it was your sex and shot, was that like on purpose? Would, is there, are you calling it like your sex shot? I didn't say any of that. Second <laughs> shot. I only got oh, my first I shot. Must have misheard. I mm. I also you know I have a marble mouth and I don't appreciate you always correcting how I speak, Alex. Well, I know you do policing. have a marble mouth and that I'm policing it and I'm the other cop in your head and I'm outside your head and I'm yeah. real. But also. I think sometimes you say things, Katie, and they have deeper meanings to them mm. that you don't want me to explore because you're afraid I'll get too close deep, to the truth. Dig deep, Dr. Patak. When's your book coming out? Called The Police in Your Mind. The Married Therapist. <laughs> you can make it work. <laughs> the book won't be coming out for another 18 months, but that's publishing. I mean, <laughs> we all know about that. Baby. We all know about that. We're very successful entertainers. Are you are you all looking forward to the return of live performance in no, the neighborhood have, near you? I have never been more smug in my life about the death of comedy. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I love to I love performers and I love to perform and like my real job has to do with the music industry. So yes, I do want it back. But on the other hand, man, I love <laughs> I love getting revenge in the pettiest way possible. I like, I really, the idea of, I don't know. I have this vision that somehow I'll come out of this and suddenly just like be successful. Like the idea that we will go back and just be the same level we were before all this started. Like I will just have to like, what be going around to like do shows and bars and completely Bush. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> like I actually, I was like, t- I, when I talk it through with myself, I'm like, you know what? After this is over, like you're only going to say yes to things that actually bring you joy. And it's like, yeah, do I, but like, am I actually, there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be like a three month period of everyone. Like I'm living my best life. Like we need to take advantage. And then the slow creep of like, the grind sickness I know, starts getting yeah. back in there. I just like it. when people just there were, you know, there will be people that literally the first week things reopen will announce that they have a new weekly show. And you're like, you're sick. <laughs> you're diseased. Like it's, well, it's, the sick people also, are doing the weekly shows now. I guess well, that's true. I guess you're right. Yeah. Who wants to hear like 10 minutes on so who's been inside? Here's, I have. I've been inside. Here's a I hot take it. on a TV show that came out in 2004. Tiger King, <laughs> like, they got to take away his land rights. You guys seen this Hello? show? Hello. <laughs> uh, fucking Seinfeld? You guys hear this Frasier character? Oh, you didn't even mean new TV shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah you're like, yeah. 
<laughs> Actually, what's going to happen is people are going to come back and just start doing 90s material. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I no, have some I'm thoughts like, on Simpsons season six. Yeah. Has anybody else seen this thing? Here's a lot of jokes about sex that has to do with a vaccine. Uh, Can you imagine how many jokes there will be about like the vaccine pricking you and making that into like a sexual joke? Like, yeah, I got uh, my prick and I'm re- in the okay. front and the back. Like, you know, just like. Ladies are ready. Here's for how the, the three of us can profit off of this. I've just okay. had a great. We're going to shark tank this shit. Uh, we should sell bingo cards and sell like a competitive post-COVID yeah. bingo card ring. Um, and I feel wait, like- I love that though. Post-COVID stand-up comedy bingo card. Yeah, I feel like I could. We could all write it now. We're all very okay. young and hip. I mean, uh, so it's like remember when we were watching Tiger King? That oh. would be like the top left. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the free space. Ugh. The free space is who is swiping. <laughs> Unchanged free space. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. God. I, I mean, for Katie, something that question. used to be such a big part of our lives, I'm truly like, so rarely do I really miss it. I Have you been having dreams? I brought this up in the previous episode, but my stand-up comedy dreams have spiked in the last month from really? zero to a bunch. Oh, interesting. No, I have not. I mean, I, I, I do think it's something for me that was always like, Something I needed to like remain neutral rather than something that brought that made me like ecstatically happy. It was like my default was depressed and then doing, you know, having these like shots of adrenaline like brought me to like a neutral place and it was like important for me and fine. I don't. But when I think about it, I'm not like, God, I've never been happier than when I'm on that stage. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm shining my truth. In the back of a bar. The main problem we are going to have is uh, every venue I knew that hosted stand-up comedy has been wiped off the face of the earth. So I couldn't go there if I wanted to. Gorilla open mic in the Apple store. Let's go. Taking it back. Yeah. But do do you know what else, though? It's like the things that I I feel like will will offer a release when I'm able to, like, be outside are, like, much are like going to like a big concert or something like yes. the idea that you want to like get out and do something and then you want to go see stand-up comedy just like right it's like i want to go to like a rave yeah i want to like experience human emotions yeah. not like the same nightmare closet that already yeah. made me feel claustrophobic in my real life <laughs> like- i know i just i wish i have no musical talent but like if I, I feel like i'd be feeling so much better if i was like a musician and i and like my first show after this is like me, you know, performing one of my famous songs and everyone singing along. That would be so much more enjoyable. Like that would be better if that's on the table. I, I mean, literally, than me being attempting either doing literally three-year-old jokes or attempting to do like. So when you when you breathe with a mask, it smells. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like sex, isn't it? Isn't yeah, yeah. it? Oh, using my mask as a dental dam. <laughs> There's a third cop in your head and he notices when things are like sex. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, I mean the good news is is you have that clarity though cuz like you said there's some people with the sickness where they're like you know what? I just I can't wait. Mhm. <laughs> I know. No, it's my true. Truth in the the whatever is going to replace the cherry tree bar basement, Alex. 
What if what if I just have my own shows that I do and they're just my special little shows and then I don't go do your show and I just do my show? That's there great. are people that do that and always have been and it's like I re- kind of respect that now. I, I used too. to be like those people I don't they work were hard. losers before. Exactly. <laughs> Well. Who couldn't get on the other bar show and stayed at their right. own bar show. I mean, I have two friends that are like that, that literally, like, they hosted their own show. It was actually a very successful show. They got a lot of press for it. It was, like, a monthly stand-up show and never did any other shows. And it's like, yeah, why not? What am I getting <laughs> out well, of... Well, the, be- the chance when you go to the other bars is sometimes they're bad. And then you're like, oh, I traveled a long way yeah. to this other bar. When it's nothing like my bar. Yeah. Ugh. I just love I don't know. I don't know. Otherwise, I'm going to have a lot of downtime, I guess, is my worry. What am I going to fill that with? Alex, we know what you're going to fill it with. A Dallas recap podcast? (laughs) Okay. Also, just like, I mean, like, you can literally just watch a movie every night. How how much better is that? Imagine if you watch 365 movies in a year instead of doing 365 shows. Watching you two discuss this is very, like, validating for me because I went through this a little bit before the pandemic and everyone's like, Katie, I don't get your choices. And I'm like, well, sorry. You know? And now everyone's lives changed forever. And I'm like, just sitting in the corner like, yes, who's laughing now at bitter old KR? Were you just, like, over <laughs> comedy in general? I love stand-up and I love performing. I hate what you got to do yeah. to do it. No, and I love it too. <laughs> and I and I genuinely do love it. And it's probably, unfortunately, the thing I love most in life. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes all of this very difficult. Because I'm like, is the thing I love most, like, the worst thing that's ever happened? Also, but like... George, your famous songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I will just channel it all into my music. <laughs> it's time to make a, a, a turn. Yeah. I'm just a little little tidbit for all the sad comedy babies out there. I uh, I took a step back from performing and focused on making weird stuff for my friends for shits and giggles, and it was all way more successful than anything else I did try Fair. to perform. Oh, yeah, there's a, also the the success portion of it where stand-up comedy is not <laughs> about that no more. Yeah, well, it's just it's it, it's like it's kind of all a scam, like. First, you think stand-up comedy is going to be fruitful. Then you realize it's not. Then you try something else, and you're like, oh, but this is the thing. And it's like, no, it's actually all built to only reward Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> <laughs> the sensation is is like finding out you've been attending the Trump University for the last five years. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like turns with like, I can still do something with this degree. Right. I, I, it's got to go somewhere. Right. The feeling is like, and like I said, I like stand-up. The feeling is like attending Trump University and being like, a passionate student who really loves your professors and loves your friends, but then you are in Trump University. (laughs) All you can do is teach at Trump University. Yeah. For their open mic courses. Yeah, honey, they don't have any tenure track positions. Hello. (laughs) I feel like my roommate's dogs, like they had a dog and then the dogs just keep becoming more dogs every hour no they uh, one dog became three dogs but i swear to god i'm hearing five dogs right now it is so <laughs> goddamn loud sorry oh, i can't I hear any i can't hear any yeah, dogs. none of the dogs are picking up katie i think you might have just finally cracked it oh is this like my summer of sam move like it's the time <laughs> to go <laughs> i love a podcast more female just serial <laughs> killers let's go I'm sorry, do you hear those dogs <laughs> i can't get enough of the dogs you guys hear those dogs? Where are my dogs at? 
I don't know. Well, maybe this is a more relatable pivot, but um, the other problem with that that plan you mentioned before, Katie, where you watch a movie every every day, um, is uh, I'm running out of movies now. I'm just like, I'm doing ones I've ever. I'm first of all, that was my now. plan. Don't erase queer voices. Wow. I'm sorry, and I apologize wow. to Macklemore. <laughs> yeah, Macklemore and I will be following up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm personally writing a letter to Queen Latifah to banish you from the land of Latifah. <laughs> Everyone, stop writing letters. I've seen too many movies, and I I'm out of movies. It's a real problem. Not stop writing letters. I can't, yeah. <laughs> You know, that was one thing that I was like, maybe during the pandemic, I will start really keeping up my correspondences and writing long emails and stuff. And not only am I not doing that, I can barely write like a paragraph. (laughs) There were a lot of delusions right when this started of like, hmm, maybe my hawking career is about to take off. I bought so much crap supplies. I'm not handy. I'm a I'm a former rich girl from Long Island. Like I get asthma walking up the stairs, and I'm like, I'm gonna like be a woodworker. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? What did you buy? Did oh, you buy I a don't shelf? know. Well, first the first round was like uh, me learning to pour resin, which I still kind of fuck with. And then like I'm like, maybe I'll like, I don't know. I I love to research stuff, buy everything you need, and then do nothing with it. It's like my yeah. favorite thing. <laughs> Um, hmm. Alex, I'm sorry about your lack of movies, but here's the thing: there's like so many it's movies. Just, there are so many, and deal. you know, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone in terms of genre actually is fun. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to scare my wife. I keep trying to take my wife to the fright zone. I downloaded the Shutter app. We've discussed it's really that many times on here. Shutter. She won't watch any of it with me. I rewatched Silent Hill with the, when I was very drunk this weekend. Have you seen Silent Hill? I have not. Alex. I just watched Cabaret for the first time. It's kind of similar in the, a way, uh, I think. The, the like, literally the Liza Minnelli movie. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure. It's really good. Also, yeah. did you guys know that it won Best Director, Bob Fosse won Best Director over Francis Ford Coppola for The Godfather? Yes. Yeah, that, we all know that. That was that right. Was what See, we call a slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Liza Minnelli stars in it. She's kind of like the pyramid head man of the yeah. film. Okay. No, to be fair, now I sound like I'd never heard of Cabaret. I do know what Cabaret is, but I just it was one of those movies that I had never gotten around to watching, and no, I it's get good. It. I, uh, <laughs> so that's George's pick for movie of the week. Yeah, Alex. just watch Cabaret, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'm going to do that um, tonight now. Alex, I, what next? I have seen Silent Hill, but as a... Uh, <laughs> Long-time fan of the video game franchise. Um, I thought visually it really captured it, but plot-wise, it's literal nonsense, that film. What is it mm. about? Nothing. But so is the game, though. So no, that see, that's, like that's not true. <laughs> the same thing? That is a not true. What is the general, like, what's so the general premise? There's a town that you just should not go to because it's a bad town. And if Got you it. go there, this mist comes out of nowhere and a man with a large pyramid head and a sword comes out and rips your skin off your body. That's huh. That's the movie plot, yes. Oh, I uh, remember this movie with a cover with a girl with no mouth. Yeah, has no mouth because a freaking monument-headed gentleman snatched it right off. Uh-huh. Alex, if you have the shutter application there's so many films on there that are not Wait, silent hill 
<laughs> a lot of them are like four hour long Korean fright fests. And it's like, well, I would like to be frightened, but who has this time? Yeah, but yeah. they also just have like the classic like uh, slashers and VHS, you know. If I want to return to yesteryear. Yeah. Like Terror Vision. Watch that one. That's fun. I just watched Raw. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I I have trouble with cannibal movies. It's tough. I I can't. Oh, it grosses me out. Raw is um, Eddie Murphy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Big red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, that's what, yeah. Eddie Murphy's oh, wrong. Don't look to at America his ass too? when he's on the stage. Yes. He feels I've, it. He feels I've the heat. Don't look at his ass. It's kind of a test for you <laughs> as a viewer. <laughs> He's doing a lot of spins in that too for that to be a complaint he has. Well, but we I guess that's where the fun comes from. Eddie Murphy. Mm. Eddie Murphy, friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Our comedian friend Edward Murphy. <laughs> you may know him as Donkey from Shrek. He's never been on, but we we love his work here. <laughs> you know, that's actually something I've been meaning to rewatch is Norbit. Ooh, I've never seen it. Seminal classic. It, I, so it was an inside joke in my family. My sister loved it and was always like, my sister's like kind of a troll. And she was always like, it's an underrated classic. It's a genius performance, like blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, Richard Brody just released his list of best performances of the century so far. And Eddie Murphy and Norbit was one of them. Which role does he get that for? Do you mean All does he get them. it for the main role or Rasputia, the woman he plays in Norbit? Yes. Um, I think for, for both of them, in fact. Oh my goodness! It's a d- combination uh, effect. That's incredible. What an amazing talent! I mean, they've really done away with that like multiple acting genre, and people are clamoring. I mean, I do think maybe Norbit was the nail in the coffin. Here's the thing: uh, Tilda Swinton says, "I will continue to double roll, and you simply cannot stop me." So where's Tilda! the line? Why does Norbert kill a star, but Tilda Swinton can play two right. people in every fucking movie now? And do you know now? who else? Kristen Wiig did it, and Barb and Star. She played the villain too. Oh, see, that Wait, was like her Doctor Evil moment. Army <laughs> Hammer and the Social Network. Yeah. Oh my there's God! Another two classic. Of him and he's Where's his Oscar? And two another of them. classic cannibal just not getting their due. <laughs> what? What? What if I was in college? Would that be impressive to you? <laughs> what is that, Alex? I'm on the rowing team. Okay. Oh, great, great Winklevoss impression. I'd like to tenderize your bones. He's starting to slip into the Don Draper a little bit. Well, you know what else is kind of uh, the Norbert of oh. the 21st century? I would uh, what say is it, is Alex? Dragon Ball Z Kai, oh, episode wow. 58. There is a scene where the voice actor that plays Vegeta and Piccolo, it's the same dude, and they scream at each other. So that's not totally wrong. Um, But Alex, before we get into the seminal American classic of the East. uh, I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) um, Why don't you do an advertisement for our stuff? Hey there. Listener, I didn't see you among all the glitz and glamour of the red carpet. You must be busy enjoying another one of the famous Ballin' Out Super Patreon episodes available on patreon.com slash pod. One new one every week where you can hear a great discussion and recap of Tenchi Buyo Rio Oki, a show for girls about girls. Is there other stuff? (laughs) 
It's almost impossible to follow. You'll have to go over there and check it out. Oh, look, a celeb. Well, that's it. That's it for the ad. Go do that. Oh, I think you actually remembered everything this time. Good job. I get worse at these every week. Okay, I'll start doing them again next week, maybe. <laughs> I just love seeing you tap dance. Okay. Who's ready to talk about Dragon Ball Z? I am, I am, I am. Katie, I am ready. I am ready as well. Okay. The title of this episode is Goku's New Move Instant Transmission. The three year training session begins. Golly gee, I wonder what's going to happen. I can't wait to see this new move. I can't wait. For those of you following along on just this show and need a reminder, which once again is so weird to me. Heroic uh, of you to do. Truly. You you are our first responders. <laughs> um, last week, Trunks, the boy hunk from the future, showed up to let our hero Goku know in three years some robots are going to show up and fuck up everyone. So he fucked off back to the future. And that he is going to die of the deadly coronavirus. Yeah, he's going to get... At a most time. He's going to get beam poisoning. So that's where we're, we've left our heroes. Uh, and now we, we open up on a scene where Goku has to quickly just explain a bunch of shit. It's an interesting concept for an episode because it's about uh, political processes and damage control. How do you react to such troubling information? Now, George, this show is generally confusing to bring our guest in on. But this is a particularly funny one because it's just like the transition episode to nowhere. <laughs> I had no, I mean, and I, wa- I just want to make it clear. Like I did not go into this being like anime is stupid. And like, I'm above this. I went in with an open mind and I was like, and I also think like, I'm very aware of the fact that anime has like a very rich history and it's like a world I should at some point dive into. It's like rich and it's beautiful. I just, I don't, I don't want to come across as being like, somehow condescending because that truly was not the spirit with which I entered this experience. But I had no idea what was happening. I was like, I was so desperate to relate to something that was going on. And the one thing that really got me was the mom that was like trying to prevent her son from training. And she was like, and then someone was like, what's more important, his grades or saving the earth? And she was like, bitch, grades. (laughs) And that I feel like I'm not. In, the, I'm not the okay. Earth's mom. I'm not. The yes, Earth's I'm mom. not the Earth's mom. Is a great. Like, and I feel like that was my mom. Like I had a very, very intense, academically focused mom who like pressured me into you know with schools. And I feel like that was very much my mom. Like you could not argue that there was any higher calling than grades for the sake of grades. But like if it, someone was like, "Don't you want George to be like a good Samaritan?" She'd be like, "No." <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, sure. I would just like to put out there, you know, anime is a vast and rich medium in which many stories are told. This one is stupid. It's okay. Sure. It's a very, it's an extremely dumb show for boys who like fighting. It's a tapestry, a rich tapestry. A rich tapestry. I want to add that I think a lot of the problems we're having today come from the fact that none of us feel we're the Earth's mom. No. I mean, honestly, I would love it if Earth's mom came and was like, you guys break it up, like to you the people. You have to train. <laughs> the androids all. are coming. <laughs> no frolicking in my luscious fields of gold until you wash your hands, young Missy. Um. So we open up uh, to a beautiful desert plateau. Just one and of those. They could be anywhere. 
<laughs> Anywhere and nowhere. Nothing's going to get broken if you shoot some beams over there. Just a great plateau. Vegeta, the prince of all Saiyans and uh, genocidal maniac, asks Goku how he survived when planet Namek exploded. Um, and Yamcha is like, yeah, the planet exploded. How did you get back here to Earth if the Frieza spaceship also exploded? And also important remembering, they tried to magically wish him back to Earth, and at one point he calls in and says, no, don't. So Please. he better have some real explaining to do on where he's been this entire time period. Right. A year passed, he asked them not to magically wish him back while his, you know, son thought he was dead. So just, um... So he was getting the frilly shirt. And it's a very uh, important moment in Dragon Ball Z history where you're expecting like a long and complicated kind of resolution. And then uh, Goku's like, I just found the pod and started hitting all the buttons. <laughs> I couldn't stop hitting the buttons. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to get into this because I, I never read the manga, but I know someone who did. And apparently it's just as bullshit in there, which normally like the manga like expands on plots. But like... Toriyama really phoned it in. Goku's like, yeah, uh, so the planet exploded, and uh, Frieza's ship went down. So, yeah, I found one of those pod ships. I slammed a bunch of buttons, and then it uh, took off and crash land on some bullshit rock planet where little pink perverts live. Yardrat. <laughs> the, the home of Shakespeare's shirt. Vegeta says... You must have learned something while you were there. Because why else would you be there? And he's like, they gave me this ugly outfit, and they taught me a technique. Well, they have many sneaky techniques. They kind of go into some, like, race theory on this for a second. Where they're like, the Yardratians are a weak, soft-willed people who only know how to hide away. You must have learned one of their lucky charms. He's like, I learned one, but I can't show you yet. Yes, I can. I have a question. Yes, Katie. Those little pink perverts, because they definitely Stop calling like, them perverts, yes. Well, because they, they all go around Goku and they're like... <sighs> uh, you yeah, know, they just breathe on him and they touch grabby. him with their little hands. They all seem to be like yay high, like waist high little guys. Where did the giant Goku clothes come from? They stitched them together. They made a, They put two big ones and two ones into a big one. And they gave him body armor that just covers one shoulder, which I love. I think it's less about practicality and more about adding flair to... to Serving looks. And I, I get him on record as my favorite look in the show. This hot Goku look. <laughs> Horrible. George, what did you think of Goku's uh, iconic outfit? See, now I don't know who Goku is. Like, <laughs> wow. Wait, hold on. <laughs> the thing Shaking is, I literally... my damn head, I don't have a webcam. I, I, I'm, I'm looking... <laughs> So Goku is the main character, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. And just to be clear, okay, who is the little kid? <laughs> George is rubbing his temples. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying Go- to figure so out who the dragon is. His name is Goku, and the little kid's name is Gohan. Okay. Which means meal. Got it. Um, And then he later has another son that he names Go Ten. So it's like, you know what? You're okay. just being. It's like a I George, just want to say. So th- it's like what I'm getting Warren, is that this is a very like plot. Like this is a confusing show in general. Yes. Correct. And my issue is that I actually 
I think I have, I mean, this is a larger conversation, but I do think I have undiagnosed ADHD, but the, I generally have trouble like keeping up with plots and movies period. And if I also don't know any of the groundwork I'm supposed to know upon which I am building, it just becomes an absolute disaster. And I truly was like confusing characters between them. Like that's why that mom character was so important to me. Cause I was like, Oh, I, at least I know who you are. <laughs> she was like right. the one that stuck out to me. She grounds it. Yeah. She but grounds it. it. So, well, and this is this episode yeah. is like extra. Like, if you come in cold, there's like nothing for you. Th- there was nothing. <laughs> yes, there was nothing for me to to hold on to. So feel it's free a to supplemental ask text is questions. What it is. You can yeah. say just thoughts and feelings, even just like, are you hungry? Like, if, no, you know, like- no. I mean, is there in terms of the moral universe of this show? What are we working with? Like, what is the what? It, what are like the the overarching themes. Oh, the themes are it's time to fight. Okay. And is there like a chosen one narrative? Like Goku Uh, is kind of like a Messiah like figure. Yes. A hundred percent. He keeps dying and then coming back. Okay. Well that it's happened several times. It's about your warrior spirit and the strength of your anger. And And is there a collectivist? Is it like he's trying to save his community or the world? The world. No, generally. he's an autist who's obsessed with fighting. Okay. Yeah, we're we're gonna <laughs> that happens in this. So, and so it's like from what I so he's living in this world, and then there are various villains from other planets. Yeah. That yeah. come and are threats. Well, later they eventually they essentially decide that the main problems they keep running into in the hit show Dragon Ball Z are all stemming from the fact that Goku has gotten so powerful that aliens keep trying to find him and fight him, mm-hmm. and so that the Earth would be better off without him. Yeah, I mean that does make sense because it seems like he's the common denominator of all this stuff. Oh, and he like exit on. Like there wouldn't be. It's like with superhero. It's like with um other superhero stuff. There wouldn't be supervillains if there weren't superheroes. Mm-hmm. So right. I guess my point is like demilitarize. Demilitarize. Guess, and then this episode has such a this has such a huge uh, point in your favor for that too for this thing that happens. Yeah. I think I think this is at the, this point they're deciding what to do with the fact so, that they know they're so, going to have to fight androids. Basically, yeah. So uh, Goku tells everyone he learned instant transmission, which is when you can... Uh, he explains, it's like, well, you think about somebody, and then you go there real fast. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know about that. And he proves it by stealing Master Roshi's sunglasses, which he gives to Krillin, and Krillin insists on wearing for the rest of the episode because he doesn't have a lot going on. He's mm-hmm. short, and he's insecure. We've all uh, been there. We've all been oh. like, hey, I'm the sunglasses guy today. <laughs> Everybody's going to be looking at me. So, uh, uh, everyone. It's also implied that Master Roshi cannot read without his sunglasses, which I found very confusing. Me too. Uh, Tien's like, all right, let's meet back here in three years to fight. And Goku can't remember anything because he can't hold on to an invitation to save his life. So Piccolo. Very relatable. The pillar of the community reminds us, May the 12th. 10 a.m. 10 uh, island 10 miles off the south of the city, but we should probably meet an hour ahead of time in case there's traffic. 
Yes, at least in one hour. <laughs> Let's all just meet at nine. Let's say nine, and we're not saying nine comedian time. We're all no. meeting really at nine. Really at nine. If you need to put it in as eight so you get here at nine, you put it in as eight, okay? And by the way, if you don't have a solid ten, don't show up. No weak links <laughs> in this lineup is what Piccolo says. No, we have no time for anyone that sucks ass. And Yamcha said noted. Um, I won't show up. <laughs> then, just real fast to our Norbit moment happens here, where Vegeta is like, Piccolo, you should stay home. You're a liability. And he says, I know you are, but what am I? And it's the same voice actor. So they're just <laughs> screaming at himself in a booth somewhere. One of these voice actors sounds like Jason Manzukas. Ooh, which, which one? And I'm See, I couldn't tell you now. Maybe it might even be Goku. I couldn't tell you, but I was like... I was watching it while, um, yes, making eggs for lunch at 4 p.m. And um, and I kept thinking I was hearing Jason Manzukas. I was going to guess it would be Goku because he's the only one not doing like a... You're I not do invited think, to I the do party. think it would be. I think, I think it was Goku. But also, so when did this come out in the United States? Like 2003? Earlier, I think. The original airing of the show is in the late 90s in America, but the version we're watching is this, this one they pawned off to Nickelodeon. Got it. Who then re-edited the show to be faster. So this is actually an improved product you're I watching. See. Well, Except with the caveat that they'll edit together. They'll edit together some just like MS Paint art every few frames and then just put it in there, I guess, so they can say they're doing there something. There is so many MSS Paint frames in this episode. I took about like fifteen screenshots. They butchered our boy. Okay, they so butchered him. <laughs> it looks like shit. Bulma has the genius idea that if these robots are going to show up in three years, why don't we just go find their dad and kill him? Yes. Dylan says a coward's choice. I love to see it, and this is the crux of demilitarized Goku. Because uh, Vegeta then says, don't do that. And then Goku says, that's right. I kind of want to fight them. Hmm. Because I want to fight the spooky androids. And right. I don't want to actually solve the problem. Right. So he's like, yeah, see, now I'm getting it. So <laughs> so it's like the tension is between the... Fe- it's like he fetishizes like battle. Yes. And he's not doing it for the right reasons. He's not doing it to save the world. He's doing it because he loves fighting. You know how Salt Bay lives for putting salt on all those states? Yeah, exactly. But sometimes they don't need salt. (laughs) Well, that's Goku's like that, but for Kung Fu fighting. That just came out. (laughs) No, (laughs) but it's like, it is a good, it's like Salt Bay going around and salting. It's like, it's salted. I actually made this and it's perfectly salted. And you ju- all you want to do is like create more content because you're Salt Bay. Exactly. If we actually address the problem now, we won't need salt later. No, but I'm here for the. But salt. like my I'm thing salt is bay. salt. Yeah, but it's yes. like well, that's not needed right now. It's um, yeah, it's kind of like creating content at all costs. Exactly. Except, it's more like what we were talking before about people who crave to constantly do the comedian grind yes. or their empty heart. I think it's more like that where Goku's like, I don't know how else to. Right. Uh, I can't talk to my wife. <laughs> Ooh, interpersonal <laughs> be... relationships. I I don't know about that. Uh, this is this episode is a bad look for Goku. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, um, 
I will say that this aside Krillin does is the only time he said anything that makes sense where he goes up to Bulma and he's like, I think we should keep the androids alive for now because we need a common enemy so this genocidal maniac we've taken in doesn't genocide us. Right, who lives in your house now? Oh, per this is your very suggestion, like this is very is like hard. the CIA arming Osama bin Laden. A hundred percent. It's eerily <laughs> similar, but then they have a love plot later for some reason. Yes, well, you know. I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone flies off to do their three-year training plan. And now, uh, now you know what that means. Montage, montage. Hooray. Everyone's montage. training. Krillin goes to the Master Roshis. And uh, he's too busy jerking off to train him. And Yamcha taps out. Oh. I think Master Roshi has achieved a level of enlightenment that I desire myself. Where the amount of pleasure porn brings him is like something I have never experienced. <laughs> There's something I forgot to mention. I would like to come back to that, Alex. That's a great comment. Yes, ta- but we're I, tabling it for now. I forgot when everyone leaves to go start their training montage, montage song, um, that Goku looks at Bulma and says, take care of your baby. Because Trunks from the future is her baby. And he's it made like, him promise not to say anything so he yeah. doesn't ruin the future, that uh, dumb piece and of shit. Everyone's like, are you pregnant? And she's like, hell no. And then Yamcha <laughs> decides right then and there he's ready to drop his playboy ways and marry her. Marry her. He wants to make Goku an honest said. woman out of her on the spot. So weird. He made a psychotic face, too, and everyone's like, Yamcha, get out of here. You have nothing we, to offer anyone. We know you have no income. Stop trying to marry the world's richest woman. You live <laughs> in a van. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Go back to your minor league baseball career. Jesus Christ. So, this is right after they're like, we need to fight to save the world, except Yamcha, who won't try hard enough. <laughs> Same conversation. So back, back to Mazaroshi. Yes. he. I've never seen a single man... So excited by, like, not even that exciting pornography, because you can see the pages. It's just, like, girls in bathing suits. Like a Sports Illustrated edition. This man is in his 80s, (laughs) incredibly physically fit. If you just give him a magazine, that's his whole day, and he has no complaints. (laughs) And then he'll he'll nap, too. He'll, He'll, like, jerk off in the sun and nap, and then... I mean, honestly, that sounds like a great existence. (laughs) I know! (laughs) I know! (laughs) <laughs> to jerk off in the sun and nap? <laughs> he has his own island with That's a speaking huge. turtle on it. I have a question. How yes, is Katie. Roshi eating? How does he get like, rice know. and shit out there? His arms look great. That's what I, I was just thinking. Is Jet, he's so old and he looks so good. He's on that Atkins he diet, it? I guess. This is fish, fish, fish. Um, it's easy to get caught up in me tooing him because he's a nasty predator who lives on an island. But I mean, much not enough like times Doja, on his true happiness. <laughs> much like Doja Cat, Roshi is a problematic <laughs> favorite. <laughs> I have all his albums. Uh, <laughs> damn, the track he did with Gucci Man really slaps. So I'm not oh. putting it down. Um, so. Uh, meanwhile, Vegeta, who once again I have to reframe, he has killed entire planets of people, shows up to Dr. Brief's, Bulma's mom, and he's like, I need you to build me a 300 
times 300 gravity times Earth's gravity machine. Room. Just a room. <laughs> because Goku did that. And Dr. Briefs is like, no, that's stupid. And he goes, I'll kill you. And he's like, oh, keep I'll... in mind, I'm a murderer. And he's like, I'm great. I remember anyone. you're a murderer. My bad. <laughs> Oh, right, um, you'll kill me, and I have no... Full I disclosure, I, I am to. a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I only started living at your house because I tried to kill your family before, and your daughter's lonely. Uh, Pisces sun, Taurus <laughs> rising. I am a murderer, but don't worry, double vaxxed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then after that, we go to the most memorable part of this episode for George uh, is Chi-Chi mad at Gohan. And I really, we do need to talk about this because you know when people tell on themselves, Goku really, there's so much darkness in this sequence. Chi-Chi is is mad that Goku won't let Gohan go to school and she's trying to bring him to fight to the death once again. She Can says, I just say, just for full context, she has not seen her husband in two year, years? Two years, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time he's seen him? Yeah. Wait, she hadn't seen her husband in two years? I'm I'm looking her up and kind of getting her backstory. Yeah, so this is her first time space. seeing him, and he is and, literally like, hello, wife, yeah. our son will now be a warrior. Right, and also he basically took her son away for a year. Right. So there's like, so Chi Chi's like, I finally have him back. We need to get him back on track. And she points out how Goku hasn't had a fucking job since they've been married. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't like even done manual, like hasn't done shit. She used to be. You haven't punched wealthy. a dinosaur uh, and put it on a, a spigot and turned it over a fire in front of our house in three years. And she's <laughs> pointed out that she's. Even though she's married to him, she has essentially been a single mother raising Gohan this whole time. And then right. Goku says out loud, wow, that does sound bad. Yeah, he says, yap, 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 and does this thing where his hand looks like it's talking. And uh, she's like, "I, you know, it's bad enough you're an uneducated loser. I know it sounds classist, but I want better for Gohan. And... Uh, then Goku gives a supportive arm tap. Haha, <laughs> JK. He sends her flying through the wall of their home into an ancient redwood tree. Through the tree. All the yeah. way through the trees. You know it's hard. <laughs> he puts and a then single a good bandage <laughs> on her head. And, s- <laughs> and then she says, don't worry, Goku. I'm used to crying. That's a bur- <laughs> Batum line in this show. Justice for the crying. women of Dragon Ball. What is happening? I mean, she, truly, her arm is also in a sling. It's important to add. <laughs> God, women have been through so much. <laughs> it's true. And Macklemore refuses to write a song. Exactly. I can't believe you made me watch this in March. This is yeah, my month. <laughs> Another Alex. win for men. <laughs> Everybody trains now. Uh, Tien yeah. and Chatsu yeah. do ooh, stuff. Gohan and Piccolo and uh, Goku do shit on a very cold mountain. And, uh, you know, Piccolo uppercuts uh, what is canonically at this point a six, seven-year-old boy. I think he's eight, maybe. It's been a while now. 
Oh, right, because so, it's mean, three that's years. That's a second grader. You can punch a you second can, grader. You can punch a second grader and cause a full-on Arctic avalanche. It's no big deal. I love uh, this. Oh, my God. So their idea of training is two of them who are canonically more powerful than the little baby just go ham on this child at the same time. Yeah. And if he slips up, they punch him in the jaw. Going, I have to plug my computer in. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's an interesting training sequence because you are wondering how you get better from there. Um, also, it shows Tien, who is alone with Chao Tzu, who is a small Chinese vampire. It goes up to your knee. And their training is he shoots laser beams at him until the other one hugs a rock and looks scared. I was confused about everyone's ages, I have to say. Well, they kind of fluctuate, too, and they patch over this like a hundred episodes later where they go, oh, because we're aliens, because they have tails, which they're not showing you right now. Got it. Um, (laughs) Two of them are aliens. They canonically do not look older than <laughs> in their 20s until like age 90 or something. Okay, great. Which is very lazy in my opinion, mm-hmm. but at this point I think they're all supposed to be late 20s, early 30s. Um Okay, so millennials. Love. Sorry, I live in one of those apartments that were built by somebody's uncle and sometimes outlets are just for jokes. <laughs> the dogs, the dogs. Can no one hear the dogs? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Alex, where were you? So I explained TN's training regimen. Yes. Um, the only one that kind of makes sense, the most interesting part of the training montage, Vegeta has bullied this old man into making him a 300 times Earth's gravity training room, but the room is like 15 feet wide. <laughs> He's just on their lawn trying to crush his spine in this room that's purple to highlight how heavy he is. Yeah. And, like, he's he naked. shoots a laser beam at these robots, and then they bounce it around him. And the, ro- the he's naked, and the robots are kicking his ass while Yamcha does Tai Chi in the front yard and feels sexually threatened. <laughs> Vegeta blows up the spaceship, and... He blows uh, it up. Which, I mean, how long did that take to make? Yeah. Uh, he's fine, don't worry, but he, he's falling down, and Bulma loves a pet project, as we've established at the beginning of this the show. He is one of the best examples of I-can-fix-him archetypes in media. It's, But the thing is, the show's been on for, what, a hundred years? And he never gets any better. I don't even he know did. if they talk to each other. They They live in the same house amicably. They have multiple children together. Um, he never uh, kills an entire race worth of people again, if that counts. But I'm not sure it works knowledge. for in Ladies, the if your man kills an entire race worth of people once, he might do it again. <laughs> he might. He can't stop. That's a deal breaker. That's uh, a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, he faints after he screeches at her to mind her own business as he's, like, bleeding internally. And... Uh, they put him in a hospital bed. The priest's family says some shit. And then Vegeta has a COVID fever dream about Goku and Trunks, who, by the way, is canonically his son, but he doesn't know it yet. He Going doesn't Super know Saiyan, And he's so threatened that he screams. Even in his own dream. He's, he's so jealous in his own dream. He wakes up gasping for air and sees Bulma's asleep aside him. Oh, romance is in the air. More training shit. 
Piccolo and Goku are instant transmission fighting so quickly that you can't see them. And Gohan is able to lock on to him. This is a big moment. They still punch him in the face, but <laughs> he had a they chance him this time. And they said, and while they do it, they also make a note of like, why are you so slow? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> like, they're kind of mean to him, too, while they're <laughs> It just seems like a really ungenerous fighting partnership. It's really fucked up. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we go to Vegeta, who somehow has rebuilt the thing he blew up and uh, is doing finger push-ups. Yamcha and Puar watch him do finger push-ups and suggest going on a fun vacation. And that's this it. This loves finger push-ups. Push-ups on your fingers would just be bad for your fingers. It would use the same muscles as your full hand. Yeah, I don't... What do finger push-ups exercise? I think... Is he well, going to finger that's blast what I'm saying. the androids to death? <laughs> He's just going <laughs> to... It's, it's gonna I think, like a flex, like... Oh, look at my fingers. Vegeta, use your finger bang attack. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Ladies. Ladies. Look at how look at this unconventional way I've been exercising. 3 years go by. Wow, what a time. Uh, 3 years went by in this episode? Yep. Oh my god, it. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Wanna Probably feel old? Truly, wanna feel old? This episode this started episode. three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chi-Chi begs the boys to be careful. He bakes them a lunch. And they show the car in the front yard, which makes me realize they're skipping the learning to drive filler episode. And you know I hate to see it. And, uh, and then the announcer comes on. He's like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen next time on Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> Yeah. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, fellas, that was quality entertainment, huh? Alex Patek, out of seven Dragon Balls, what do you rate this episode? Thank you so much for asking, Katie. And though this was a jagged pill, little pill to swallow, it does go down smooth. You have to get through these exposition episodes to get to the Android Sunday on the other side. Uh, I did enjoy some of the training features, but overall, there were not very many good beams. And a lot of my goddamn time was wasted. Yeah. Also, the yard rat explanation thing for how he got off the planet was real loose. <laughs> it didn't make me feel better about anything. So, um, I'm probably going to give this one a low score. I'm going to give this two out of seven, which wow. is low wow. for me. Brutal score from brutal Alex Patak. George. I'm sorry, I expect better. What what would you rate this episode out so of seven? So one of my biggest fears in life is I, my biggest fear is that I'm really stupid and I really struggle with things that make that make me th- that are full of things I don't understand. This is why I've mm. like never been able to get into crossword puzzles because if I get if I don't understand one thing, I'm, I immediately feel very insecure and I like can't keep going. And this experience. <laughs> Truly, both watching the episode and also hearing you describe it and still not understanding anything that's happening makes me feel so dumb for not understanding no. truly a children's car. No, don't worry. I mean, George, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine. To, to not understand a children's cartoon feels so like it's such a specific kind of L. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't think it's an L. It's the I don't first. Think it's, an L. <laughs> it's the first arc of a new W. It is. It's a it's exactly yeah. And I do think like I, 
it made me really nostalgic for children's entertainment in general. Um, I never had great taste as a kid, but like I remember watching Pokemon, for instance, and just like the colors and the speed with, you know, and like how fast everything was. It did make me nostalgic for things like that, especially because TV now is so terrible, even though we all have to like pretend it's good or whatever. <laughs> um, so I so if anything, it, it, it filled me with a kind of childlike curiosity. Um, has that curiosity been since then satisfied with any answers? Maybe not. But maybe that's part of my journey in this in, in this show. So I'll say I'll give it I'll give it a healthy three out of seven for wow. the potential that I think it has. Wow, a full Dragon Ball higher than my two out of seven. That's pretty generous. I will say, uh, I don't know what's more embarrassing, like not being able to understand a children's show or being the very young old age that I am and having extremely strong opinions. Sure, it, sure. Which is a whole shroud of darkness of its own. Uh, speaking of strong opinions on children's shows, I have to agree with Alex. This was a, a lot of time wasted but here's the thing when they do some of the montage clips like the animation got really good and like I love an anime aesthetic from the 90s um I do like Krillin in sunglasses I do think it improves his personality and maybe you should consider that as a full-time look um and we got there's also like the prison of self-loathing Vegeta lives in is very fun to watch and I did enjoy that part yeah maybe I was being too critical uh, his male struggle but it's still mostly a transition episode and unbearable to watch, so I'm going to give it three out of seven as well. Okay. Well, we only give it such low scores because we think it has room to improve. Yeah. And we sure, by definition. <laughs> Soon deadly androids are coming, and someone has to stop them. Who will stop these deadly androids? Okay. It's time for Dragon Mail. It's time for Dragon Mail. Let's go. This week's email is from Michael Kern. He writes, Dear Ballers, you are each approached by a mysterious stranger. Your instructions are to destroy your co-hosts. You each know the other is out to get you. Your reward is enough money that you do not have to work again. What bait do you use to lure the other co-hosts out of their hidey holes? Feel free to answer how you would take them down, but I am just assuming it's a gun. Thanks, Mike. Are we sure we haven't done this? It's from four days ago. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> Alex, before we attempt this very... In uh, first of all, I size up how I'm going to kill everyone I meet. I don't know about you guys. That's just like right, 101 of, of being friends. We um, both run an anime podcast. Is Jeremy included in this, or are we just doing you, me, and George? I think it would be rude to say how I'd kill George as he guests on my podcast. That's the thing. I I think George should be... He can say how he might kill us, but so, I... So, wait, know. I'm sorry. The question is how we would kill one another? If you were offered in a uh, shady backdoor deal a lifetime's guarantee of whatever your pleasure mm. to get rid of me Stand-up comedy. How would you... Yeah, <laughs> a lifetime of of the world of the stage. How would okay. you get rid of me and Katie, and what tricks would you use? I huh. think Alex, I would I would uh, lure you out with um, Edward Forty hands and big Jenga. 
in so that order. So there would just order. be two 40s next yeah. to large Jenga? Yeah. Because it's not Edward 40 hands till I put them on my hands. Right. I'm going to tape you on them, and then I'm going to play big Jenga with your straight ass, and then I'm going right. to knock the big Jenga onto your head. Done. You also are Joke's tall. Joke's on you. <laughs> Joke's on you, because by strapping 40s to my hands, you've given <laughs> you me two iron-hard <laughs> weapons <laughs> that I can use in self-defense. The thing is about fighting level. me is it doesn't take a lot, because I'll just give in and let it happen. I'm very depressed. <laughs> I will just stop answering Katie's texts for, <laughs> I don't know, a month. <laughs> See what happens. Make her. I'll gaslight her to the, the end. long game. I appreciate that. And then, of course, I would never say how I would kill George because I'd, I'm so grateful he's come on our show. You wouldn't yeah, dare. He's too But we powerful. can all agree we'd, we'd, lure, we'd lure Jeremy out by stealing his baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, been, for sure. It's a glaring weakness. <laughs> we're like, we uh we're with your baby and they like us now better than you they told me right <laughs> and then when he shows up you know we have a gun or whatever you know <laughs> you know something practical from there on yeah but this was a good question michael thanks for writing in <laughs> i hope this michael has brought in. you joy <laughs> thank you for tearing our friendship apart michael we always appreciate hearing from you well if all that- right time again now that we have all died of various comical ways do you hear that train a coming it's a plug a plug a choo choo express george where can the people find you oh um i thought we were like plugging something we liked or something i was like trying so hard to think like what have i even been doing um you can find me at george severa c-i-v-e-r-i-s on all platforms and listen to my podcast radio lab which i host with sam taggart Great. Definitely check out the reviews for Stradio Lab that are critical of George Dude, on his did, Twitter. <laughs> did I tell you what happened with that? Uh, no, obviously one would I have told you. I saw the theatrical reading of it. But, yes, but well, that happened. But it? the person that wrote that review got in touch with me and sent me this like unhinged five-paragraph-long email that ended in me deleting the tweet because I was like, I don't even want to deal with this. Oh my god! That's someone scary. wrote like a mean review, which is fine. I don't care. And then I post and I posted a screenshot of it, like as a joke. And I was like, "Haha!" And then like our friend Amy Zimmer like did a dramatic reading of it. It was very funny. You know, and then this person got in touch do. <laughs> right. on the internet. It's like, and also like you posted a mean comment about me on a public forum. Like, let me just lightly make fun of you. And the person got in touch with me and was like so deeply sorry and i feel so embarrassed and there's actually something (laughs) in the review that's like people can use to identify me so i'd appreciate it if you took it down and i'll do my best and i'm like okay fine like i this is not like this is not that deep it was truly like three emails in a row yeah i would love to hunt someone down based on their critical itunes reviews i mean truly like i was like if my if sam and my fans are evil enough that they're gonna like dox this poor person who wrote that i interrupt too much and talk too much about being from greece (laughs) yeah they said you're obsessed with being from greece and it's sad and listen i am sue me (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a little sad uh I know it's a little late in the show, but I should tell you we have like a very anti-Grecian standpoint. I know I could sense that show. when I talked about my grandmother. Uh, <laughs> I I'm really uncomfortable with this booking, Alex, and I wish you would pass this through me more often. Well, As with every guest I book, chaos reigns. <laughs> Alex, yes, wh- what's up with you, bro? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on my Twitter at. Um, Patak jokes. That's P T A K jokes, and I'll put 
all of my little podcasts and little projects on there and maybe a little snarky note or two while you're at it. And I uh, I can't wait to see you there, dear listener. And you can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Please check out Last Words on the Pit. It's my real job for real money. This week we're celebrating women in metal. We have a bunch of really cool guests lined up. Come on down to Clown Town. And as always, check out Ballin' Out Super's Patreon on BOS Pod. Patreon.com slash BOS Pod. Get behind that paywall. This is the part of the show where I know how to close it, and I know the thing we say every week. Every Thank- week you do. Thanks for listening. I'm not going to help. I know you got it. We're here every <laughs> Tuesday. Yep. Check check us out. <laughs> this check is us Ben. Balling out.